Hey, why am I his sidekick, all right? How do you know he's not my sidekick? Welcome to Fireside. Welcome to Fireside. First off, welcome to Fireside. We'll be talking comic books the entire time. Ain't going nowhere, so dry your eyes. Already lasted longer than fireflies. Stay tuned, Mickey's got the creepiest news. From books to TV, the movie reviews. Plus the next toy, baby, here we get choose. Even a superhero fight club, we usually lose. So pop in those earbuds, turn up those speakers. Feel my most power, earth you with features. And either listen by weekly or you can binge us. We got it all, baby. Are there Ninjas! So relax and lie back as we start another issue of Fireside Chats. Comic facts and wise cracks. Welcome to the show. This is Fireside Chats. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another issue of Fireside Chats. I'm your host, Betty. And with me, as always, are my wonderful sidekicks. First, Mr. Mashko. Can I kick it? Yes, you can. Woo. You know, is it just a one and that's done? It. Okay. Yeah, and that's it. then there's <laughs> Huey. What's going on? What's going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. Done. <laughs> wow. <laughs> We're going to wrap that up right that was, there. That was different. <laughs> um, the, what are we calling him? The Confidential Crusader. Something He's on happen- assignment. Something happened. <laughs> he got hurt, but he can't tell us about it. So <laughs> that's all we know. Um, but yeah, until, uh, until, you know, Droopy Pants over there can somehow get to a microphone. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> this is it. So I don't know. Maybe maybe one day we, we can find out the shenanigans that are taking place with uh, the captain, with uh, Confidential Crusader. But for right now, it's the news time. So it's time for those wonderful comic-related current events. Comic-related current events. <laughs> Did you forget the last word? Yeah, I... <laughs> current I w- times. I forgot, I forgot if you were taking the last one or... I, it's Remember, been a we while. Cl- we cleaned I it know, up. If there's three of us, we cleaned I it know, up. I know, I forgot. It's clean. I All right, we got a, We have plenty of things to talk about today. Uh, for example, uh, the X-Men now have their very own Captain America. Wanda doesn't take the crown. Womp womp. And we got some leaks on Venom 2. Yes. Uh, you know what? Normally, I don't do this, but I just want to say this ahead of time. This will not, we will not be spoiling any of Venom 2. So I just want to throw that out there now so no one freaks out. Don't worry. We'll get to the leaks when we get to that point, but we're not going to spoil anything. Um, All right. So let's start with comics like we always do. And let's go ahead and talk about this is kind of weird. I guess, is it weird? (laughs) As opposed to everything else we talk about? Well, this is a little different. So you know the company Webtoons? You bet. So they've they've been around what would you say baby Huey 2010 2008 Four. What? 2004 Same 2004 tonight. wow way off um but they are literally online web comics that's like their whole thing right am i getting that right i'm pretty mm-hmm. sure i'm right so um anyway they've recently struck up a deal with uh with DC and they've released a new Batman book Batman the Wayne Family uh which is uh exactly what it sounds like. I mean, it's a book that focuses primarily on the bad family, but the reason that we're talking about this, because let's be honest, not one of us here read it because not how would, has any of us ever been to Webtoons website? No, can't yeah, say I have. have. And I highly doubt, I mean, you listening, if you have put in the comments, so why we should, if, if we should, or, but again, point being, none of us have the only, this is how I know Webtoons. They handed out those really big tote bags at Comic-Con mm-hmm. one time. That's it. And they gave me a lanyard once. <laughs> That's all I know about them. But what's crazy about this is that the Batman Bat Family book hit 500,000 subscribers, which means that it did better than the actual release of Batman comics for a bit. 
So it outdid uh, Detective Comics and Batman Urban Legend, which was uh, around 125,000 in sales, 53,000 in sales of what, 44,000 copies uh, sold. For the mm-hmm. Batman, for the actual Batman books, and yet five hundred thousand read the Wayne family digital. Now, does that mean that digital will eventually take over the the landscape of comics? Yeah, I think that's going to happen. I think that's inevitable. It's it is it is what it is. I think we're seeing so many more exclusives that are showing up on like Marvel just announced. Remember they're doing their exclusive with Scotty Young. Mm-hmm. Um, so as this becomes more uh, prominent, you're going to see this this shift happened. Now that's not to say that comics are going to go anywhere. Cause obviously there's a pretty big market. I think, uh, what in 20, 2020, it made, uh, well over a billion dollars. So mm-hmm. it's still a lucrative industry, but we are going to probably start seeing a shift towards these digital exclusives. Even like, look, uh, take a prime example. And we'll talk about this more on Friday, but the, the Batman, um, audio adventures that HBO max has, you know what I mean? Like the, the, mm-hmm. the, Branching out into other mediums, I think, is going to be the the cornerstone of comics coming up. Like, I don't know if the the actual brick and mortar or even the actual binded books are going to be the driving force behind comic sales anymore. Yeah, I don't know if we'll actually see results from uh, what the Marvel Unlimited um, those books when they come out strictly digitally. Be interested to see what they do in comparison to this or other. Uh, books that are coming out at the same time just to see if there is that increase of uh, people who are more interested in the digital you know just to at least get the stories because they'll they're all original stories so well plus that's the putting the book in front of the eyes i mean webtoons has obviously they've got subscribers oh, i mean yeah. they obviously if they if they were funding the bags you get at comic-con they got some mm-hmm. money <laughs> there's <laughs> they, they have some money so obviously there are people that are going to webtoons pretty regularly and if that's, that's where the eyes are you put your book there mm-hmm. makes sense yeah, but have, having seen like what some of the stuff that is that webtoons is putting out it does seem like it's more geared towards kids i haven't looked into it recently and with this uh, Wayne family adventures being geared a little bit more towards kids, you know, they probably already have all those subscriptions and they're checking the stuff out as it comes out. So they, since they already have that fan base, people probably just checked it out just because it was Batman. And you could tell the people working on the book didn't take it all that serious. Hell, they mm-hmm. threw a meme in it. They redid the <laughs> Spider-Man meme. You know, the Spider-Man, the two Spider-Men pointing at each other meme. Mm-hmm. They literally redrew that with, I think it was what, Batman and Red Hood? Um, but my, my point being is the fact that that made it into the book. They're not taking it all that serious, mm-hmm. uh, especially for a Batman book. Um, but there, so that's something to keep, keep a lookout for to see how the digital market continues to affect the, uh, the actual print market. Uh, but let's go ahead and talk about, uh, our probably last bit of DC news. This is not a DC heavy day. Um, but let's talk about, uh, Jeff Lemire and Swamp Thing for a second. So first off, Jeff Lemire, um, I would say, Moshko and I recently fell, I mean, I've, I've known Jeff Lemire, but like I fell in love with Jeff Lemire's work after Netflix's Sweet Tooth. Oh, yeah. Like I never gave Sweet Tooth a chance, and that show mm-hmm. is outstanding. So we're now at a point where I see Jeff Lemire, I'm going to get more excited about things. So the fact that there's a, not only is it a DC black label book, so that means it's going to take, I mean, we know Batwang, it's going to take, <laughs> it's going to take us into areas we're probably not used to. Is it going to be um, Swamp Wang? I guess, ooh. Hmm. Those are some roots I don't want to see. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but nice follow up. Hey, um, where's that drum? <laughs> uh, point being, though, I don't. 
the for anybody unaware, Batman. We, you saw. You, I guess you have to because there are some people. This was years ago. You saw that. You, you saw the tip of his bird. That's pretty much it. That's all I got for you. Saw a little in, more in a comic. Eh, really? You didn't really. It was just a little like less baby. He went, he went full Doctor Manhattan. Yeah, we. Yeah. It, it, but there was a lot of shadows. You know, it was. Oh, it is Batman. You know. Put it this way: it definitely got past their uh the review board <laughs> like it wasn't like dr manhattan there was no getting past that you went oh look there it is big and yeah, blue. then it got okay. pulled what for dr manhattan no did it really oh no i thought the one no i didn't think yeah dr man batwang did when yeah. they figured that out but anyway mm-hmm. point being is is they're they're willing to take darker risks <laughs> <laughs> not just in lighting <laughs> over at the black label book so that's so it's exciting to get a swamp thing book plus with the name jeff lemire attached to it but what's really cool is that it's a book it's only three issues and it's going to take place in the future um but the the idea behind him is the parliament of the green so the green the red and the rot so for anybody unaware of swamp thing the green is nature the red is animal life and the rot is obviously rotting it's decomposing it's you know the destroying to create new uh, anyway in this last in this futuristic world humanity is essentially left on an island and they're pretty much all wiped out the world's not a very ha- a hospitable place and the parliament of the green decides that we got to kill off the rest of the people uh, and the only way to uh, to defeat them is to actually fight the parliament. And the only, and they're saying in the write up for the book that um, Alec Holland, the original Swamp Thing, is the only person who's done could do it, but has obviously died decades before this book takes place. So we will see how that plays into effect. Obviously, they'll resurrect him in some which way. The idea of Swamp Thing fighting the rot and like an end all be all battle between the rot and the red that's kind of cool um but yeah it comes out in december i think end of december december 28th i believe Mm -hmm. um but definitely worth looking at and so far i gotta say the black label books have all been pretty stellar the 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 harley quinn book was great um three jokers was stellar was that was three jokers on I'm black I'm sure was that, that was black, black label? Was it? Was it black label? I don't know. Uh, now label. I feel like a jerk. And the only reason I, I th- why I wanted to talk about McFarlane Toys releasing that series and <laughs> that's all we're going to talk about today. I that. put look, I put that in the note. I put that in the news just because I love that book as well. Three Jokers was was a great book. It's Would great, you like to book. buy some figures, Menti? Go, go support Bosco <laughs> Collects. <laughs> and so three Jokers. I'm not three Jokers I'm not buying was, toys. Three Jokers was Black Label. Oh, wait. Let me turn around and look at the poster. Was it really? Wow. Black Label. (laughs) Cool. Let's cover for those I thought that was continuity. It's not not, not in continuity. I thought that book was in continuity. They left it up for future writers to decide if they want to or not want to. Wow. Because obviously it ties directly into the button. Um. All right, mm-hmm. so let's keep this moving. Let's go let's ahead and see. move over kind to Krakoa now. So for anybody unaware, Krakoa is the the, the lands where uh, the X-Men live now. It literally is a mutant island uh, that was in the original uh, giant size X-Men. It was the first time we saw Krakoa, I believe. Yep. Um, anyway, so that's Krakoa, so why I'm bringing that up. But and if, I guess obviously you're not an X-Men fan if you haven't heard the word Krakoa <laughs> in the last couple of years. But when Jonathan Hickman took over uh, X-Men, he created Krakoa, um, the the new, I guess the sovereign nation of the mutants. Is that the best way to, to put it? I guess. Sure. I so. Yeah. Because they they're their own thing. 
But anyway, the reason why we're bringing this up is that in uh, there's a in the new books coming out in, the, in December, we got to see the cover for X Men Six, uh, and on the cover we are introduced to Captain Krakoa, uh, and who looks obviously yeah that that's <laughs> you're they, it's funny you say that Huey because who is he is the number one question <laughs> of trying to get people to buy this book. Who is he and why is he here? Uh, apparently Cyclops isn't going to like him, but he is, he is going to join the X-Men. So Captain Krakoa is going to be a character that we're going to see at least for the initial book, uh, whatever arc he takes place in. Um, I, I don't know how to feel. Honestly, I don't hate him. He, he looks, looks kind of cool. He I looks, think he looks pretty cool. He looks absolutely like Krakoa. He absolutely has that Krakoa look and he looks like Captain America. He looks like future Captain America with the, you know, Krakoa twist because he definitely does look like he's part of Krakoa. Uh, but I, I don't know. It's, this is like, this is one of those, those times where I have to question, did we lose Jonathan Hickman in writing this book for these kind of stories? Cause Jonathan Hickman had a three part arc in mind that he's never going to finish. Now he's going to move on to another project because mm-hmm. all the other writers wanted to continue the stories that, that he kind of left the little plot threads out for. Are, are we going to lose whatever the crescendo was for House of Ten, Powers of X? I uh, think the, we are. Because of someone like Captain Krakoa. Mm-hmm. Like, the character doesn't look bad, but I don't know if I like the character knowing what we could have gotten. Does that make sense? It does. My, like, my, I think my disappointment and where what might happen to the X-Men moving forward is going to be placed on the shoulders of Captain Krakoa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's similar to what was it when uh, uh, who's the director? God, I'm like I'm missing everything today. But when uh, Whedon took over, same oh for, same idea for, Bat- for Batman, Zack Snyder. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or just, uh, Justice League. I mean, Justice. Yeah. Like was it? I mean, we yeah, all know what happened with that. But. Especially when you get the chance to look at what Zack Snyder's Justice League actually was. And, mm-hmm. ooh, it was a four-hour mess, but it was a beautiful mess. <laughs> I love that movie. That movie was great. I'll never probably watch the whole thing in one sitting again, but it was it was way better than the original. Hell, um, I didn't watch and- it originally in one sitting. <laughs> I took breaks. <laughs> Um, all right, so let's keep with Krakoa for a second, and let's go ahead and talk about what's coming in uh, 2022, which I'm pretty excited about because they've this character's waxed and waned for a little while, especially after the death of Wolverine, because they wanted to make him a good guy, and he can't. He's just not a character who needs to be a good guy, especially with how cool he was when we grew up in the in the 90s, especially coming off the heel of the 80s. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're getting a new Sabretooth series, and for anybody who doesn't know, Sabretooth is like the arch nemesis of Wolverine, and in... Th- the uh, early 90s, late 80s, this dude was a menace. He was one of the most ruthless characters you could possibly come across. But during the Wolverines, after Wolverine died, they tried to make him a good guy. Well, didn't um, he become a good guy during that Axis storyline when they flipped well, every, everybody? Everybody became a good guy at that story, and then all the bad guys became good guys. That's why we got Superior Iron Man. Right, but he, he was one of the ones that kept being good after the Axis storyline. And there's a reason why we're flipping it back now. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> um, so it's, it's coming out in January and it's going to come off the heels of, because let's be fair, we also haven't seen hide nor hair of Sabretooth, pun <laughs> completely intended, um, for uh, for Sabretooth since what? House of, was it House of Ten? Powers of X? Which, I, forget which, I forget what book it was. It was X-Men number one when the Fantastic Four were trying to arrest him. Right. Well, that but that was in one of the. I, thought um, it was X-Men was, I think it was one. House of X. I think it was House of X issue six. 
Um, but in that book, they didn't know what to do with uh, the Fantastic Four wanted to arrest him for murdering people. Uh, and Krakoa was like, no, he's with us. He is a mutant. You can't try him. And they took him away. And they the Quiet Council, which is Magneto, Apocalypse, um, who am I missing? Professor X, of course. Um, they all decided to banish him, essentially. And, and they like Krakoa essentially swallowed him. <laughs> you know, like in a, in a in a jail under Krakoa, and we haven't seen him for a very long time. So the book is going to center around what happened to him after he was sent um, to the the pits in Krakoa, and how he inevitably escapes. So Sounds I'm like into Boba. it, and he looks like <laughs> good. He yeah, he does kind of, uh, except for if I don't think I guess I guess if Krakoa swallows you, he could probably wreck wreck that that whole island like that was probably a dumb move <laughs> now that i think about it let's not we should probably not put saber near vital organs of the thing that's keeping all of mutants alive right now <laughs> like that's probably not good um but regardless he also has the original uh saber look so again mm-hmm. Very excited for Sabretooth. Uh, let's move on to a series of books that are coming, a whole bunch of one-shots that I'm surprised is still going on, but let's talk about the Wastelanders. <laughs> so for some reason, these books are obviously popular. Uh, they, they they had an audio series. We had uh, Old Man Hawkeye. We had Old Man Star-Lord. Old Man Star-Lord eventually got the audio series as well, plus obviously Old Man Logan coming after all new, all, uh, all different uh, and... When Wolverine died, that was our that Logan was our normal six one six Logan. So anyway, they announced that toward for the end of the year, essentially, we're going to get five new Wasteland books called Wastelanders. Uh, one about Wolverine, one about Old Man Logan, uh, obviously same person, uh, and then one about uh, Hawkeye is who I meant to say, um, and then Star Lord, and then Black Widow, and Doctor Doom too, which is kind of mm-hmm. cool. Um, hmm. so the first book is going to be about Wolverine. He's going to, and it's going to take place supposedly right after the original old man Logan story. So he does have like baby Hulk, uh, the, the little Hulkling, little, little baby Bruce. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, he's going to meet a new villain. Uh, what's the new villain's name? I forget what the downfall new name is. downfall. So yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I just feel like that they figured out that there's some money to be had still in the wasteland and they are squeezing it for everything. Uh, But the next one sounds kind of cool. So on December 8th, so that's December 1st for Wolverine. Then Mm -hmm. December 8th, we're going to get Wastelanders Hawkeye, which does sound pretty interesting because as we know from the old man Hawkeye books, he was losing his sight. And then in obviously old man Logan, he has, he's blind. So this is going to, he's going to meet the next stick uh, and for anybody unaware, Stick is who trained Matt Murdock, who has now taken up the mantle as Stick. So he's no longer Daredevil. He is Stick. So Matt, old man Matt, old man Murdock <laughs> is going to be training a newly blind Hawkeye on how to still be an Avenger um, while being blind, especially cool. being an archer. So I love that idea. I do want to see what happened to Matt. Uh, that's probably the most intriguing book of all of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause then after that we've got, uh, star Lord and I don't care. It's it, apparently it takes place after the podcast, but I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. The podcast, the Wolverine podcast is great. One day, maybe I'll listen to the wasteland star Lord one, but I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't care. What do you, so we have old man. I'm just, we have old Moscow man. Is so upset right now. <laughs> old man Logan. Mm-hmm. Right. Is it? So it's also old man. Uh, Barton or 
Hawkeye. Well, they, old man. No, he's still Hawkeye. The just the original book was old man. They just kept calling okay. him old so man. So it's not like, going to be old lady Black Widow. Like, no, it'll be, be okay. It will be Wastelanders Black Widow. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> that's the, that's the final book. We don't we know the least about that one, but that's the final book in December 29th. December 22nd we'll have Wastelanders Doctor Doom, which that right. sounds pretty cool. I I what what a a Victor Von Doom in the Wastelands is like I bet you Latveria is not a late wasteland. <laughs> Probably um, not. All right, so let's. Uh, Huey, I've talked enough. Tell talk about Spider Man just so I can take a break. <laughs> Please. <laughs> so um, a while ago, we we knew that Ben Riley was coming back as Spider Man, but the hoodie. <laughs> sorry, I'll take a break. <laughs> You're supposed to be not talking. I so I said I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, so the rumor was back then that. Peter Parker was going to die because all the promo arts they showed was Peter sitting in a bed, looked like he, you know, was about to die. You know what he kind of looked like? Remember the cyborg Spider-Man? I'm sorry, like you talking? Yes, you remember, you, <laughs> you're like the only one who would remember. Do you remember cyborg Spider-Man when his arm was all jacked yes, up? And, and like they just the came out. With new, they just came out with a new toy of that as well. Yeah, not gonna buy that either. But I know. Point. <laughs> point is, is that's what he kind of looked like in the hospital bed. All right, I'll I'll shut up. All right. All right, and that's it. Done with my tangents. Well, suppose that was the last one. <laughs> saw that coming a mile away. I know. I, I'm I know. amazed he didn't. <laughs> I know. I saw. I was like hoping maybe he won't do it, but now I'm waiting for him to do it again. See, just remember, I have final edit, so I can <laughs> take the whole track out. <laughs> um, Peter is not dead. Thank God. So. This is very, 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 very similar to when Ben Riley took over the first time. When Ben Riley took over the first time, Peter was still around. He had just lost all of his spider sense and spider powers. So Ben took over. Now Peter's in the hospital, so Ben takes over. Same thing. I'll take it. So I'll take it. Marvel doesn't know what to do, so they're feeding us nostalgia. Right. <laughs> that's, so that's what this is. Ben will be uh, Spider-Man for probably... About six months, maybe a little, little bit longer, and then we'll get Peter back. Didn't Wolverine just die last week? He did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding for anybody who's new to the show. <laughs> what? Wolverine Spoiler! died, and then like five years in a row, we were like, that just happened, right? Yeah. And it's amazing that we never caught on to that <laughs> for, for like three years. We kept going. He died like last week. But anyway. uh Marvel is also uh, basically throwing Ben Riley down our throats because we're getting another Ben Riley book. Uh, this I, time, good. I'm just more intrigued by this book than I am the actual Spider-Man book. Same, because this one is going to be a uh, untold stories type. Uh, basically, what happened when when Ben Riley Ben Riley took over Spider-Man the first go round. So, just we'll get some more stories back from like it was '96 when Ben took over. So we'll get some more stories back in that time frame. So it'd I be like that. Yeah. It'd be, be nice to see if they stylize it in the, the art style back then. Yeah, I, I doubt they will, but I think that would be a great idea. Like the, the hyper, like extreme look that everything got mm -hmm. in the 90s. Everything. Like all, the all the harsher edges. Extreme. And the pouches. All the pouches. and <laughs> Which for some reason were around his wrist and his ankles. <laughs> the well, the, the, an the ankles one was the hoodie. Yeah. No, yeah. he didn't have him on his wrist because he had his web shooters on his wrist. That right. Was yeah. He just had well, him on his ankles. I, uh, that's what I thought you meant. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, yeah. That, I'm, I'm interested in this. See some more old stories. 
Well, and it's also supposed to take place in Ravencroft, too, which I love, which is essentially just Marvel's Arkham. Uh, so I'll take that. I'll take, like, a, give me a darker Batman kind of style 90s Ben Riley book, especially early Ben Riley when he was still, like, all the powers and all the responsibility, Ben. You know what I mean? Like, I'll take that. Like when he locked in Ravencroft with no web shooters, they're broken. Do like an cool. Arkham, Arkham Asylum, like the Arkham game type style for that. That would be cool. I don't think they'll do that, but that would be very no, cool. They won't. You, sh- you should do that if anyone's listening. <laughs> um, all right. So I, because it's Kang news, I don't want to spend much time on this, but we do need to talk about Fantastic Four number 35 <laughs> because uh, it's been long debated on whether or not Nathaniel Richards and Reed Richards are related. And this goes, there's this is an argument that's been going back for a while because they keep retconning things. So uh, they have now, spoiler alert, for Fantastic Four 35 and probably the MCU moving forward. Reed is absolutely a descendant of Kang. So Nathaniel Richards and Reed Richards are connected or are at least related. So the reason the way that this works is that he that Reed pretended to be um uh was in disguise as uh what was his character's name? Sky Skyon or something stupid. Uh, anyway, it, it was a bunch of it was a it was a bunch of Kang's uh, remnants. Our variants were all meeting together, so Ramatut was there, um, Scarlet Centurion, uh, but then the Skyon was there, and it was re- the only reason Reed was able to infiltrate the group uh, and make it into the building where they were talking was because he ha- is part of the lineage of Nathaniel Richards, aka Kang. So it was like a DNA let you in the building. Yes. So gotcha. because because he was they they are related he was able to sneak uh, essentially sneak him and the rest of the Fantastic Four in there, uh, but the biggest thing and the biggest news to this is that Kang and Reed are related, which might mean something with the MCU Fantastic Four coming out very sim- very close to, um, well not coming out but right around the same time as Quantumanium. So this confuses the time the time thing all even more now because. Because since Kang went back in time and, you know... Well, it doesn't even matter anymore because of the new Kang book. I cut this news, but the new Kang book that's going on right now, there's yeah. another version of Kang. It's a little bit more of a heroic version. So there's a young Kang that mm-hmm. sees what he becomes and now wants to fix his past, essentially. So that's what Iron Kang, Lad was originally. That's, yes. That was a young Kang that said, I don't want to do this. I'm coming back. Became Iron Lad. But of course, instead of just telling us a story about Iron Lad, they made up a brand new variant oh, God. <laughs> who's in the Kang costume. He looks like Kang. Mm-hmm. Um, who uh, it was in this in the next issue. He goes back to when Rama Tut, uh, when he was when he when God, this is why so this is why I hate Kang. When he sees himself <laughs> as Rama Tut um, in in his future past future. God, it's so. <laughs> How do you even properly say it? Anyway, regardless, at that time is also when um, uh, Apocalypse was coming into power, which is part of where Ramatut went to, where Nathaniel Richards went to where he was going. It was because of that power surge. Mm-hmm. Um, and you find that this young Kang is trying to befriend Ap- uh, Apocalypse uh, to help defeat the actual Kang. I think what they're trying to do is give you is to use Kang, this variant of Kang, as a way to try and simplify his story and retcon anything that doesn't need to be anymore. 
So that's what this new book that's going on. But the reason I wanted to talk about it before, and since we're already here, we might as well keep going. Dark Ages number two also plays a big role with Apocalypse, and we know Apocalypse is a big deal in Krakoa. So the fact that we have all of these Apocalypses showing up connected with Kang as well, it mm-hmm. would not surprise me if we... What was his name? What was what was Apocalypse's name before Apocalypse? Something Sir? Something when when he was the Egyptian pharaoh dude. Not, uh, oh jeez! Before he got the the, um, I feel like the it celestial with an a, armor. But I might I might be way off. Doesn't matter. I have a feeling we're gonna see that character around around the same time that we see Kang, uh, mm-hmm. and that's when we start to do this slowly bringing Eben in the mutant silver. Abinsor, wait, is is Green Lantern. Well, here I'll put it in the chat so you can read it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well played, baby Huey. Uh, yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. And, and, and Sab- Sabaner. Yep. You know, this is where I miss features because features would go. Of course, it's so and so. How how do you get that wrong? All right, let's move off from there. Let's talk about TV. Uh, TV. M- Moshko, tell me about the disappointing Emmys. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but was it? But was it disappointed in? Yes, I'm not for, lie, for, our, for our audience, yes, it's probably disappointing. Uh, so last week, we got it way wrong. We were talking about... Uh, they won. Wanda, yeah, they won some <laughs> more you know, technical type uh, awards. And I believe I even said, you know, they're going to probably take home a few. Uh, that didn't happen. That didn't Maurer happen at that. all. Maurer said that it's too. as if Disney wasn't even there. So the the only thing that Disney came away with was an award for Hamilton. I guess it was for like musical or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Broadway, it's a good yeah, one. Yeah, uh, it's a good one. Know. It's the reason why we're getting how how many musical adaptations are we getting now? In the Heights just happened with HBO Max. Mm-hmm. Apple just came out with one. Like everybody's getting these musicals now because Hamilton on Disney Plus did so well. Yeah, it, like WandaVision, nothing now. When you look at who won, so like Ted Lasso cleaned up, uh, you know, Mayor of Easttown had a couple things. Um, the Crown also cleaned up. You know, I've watched all of those shows, all great shows, all great performances, completely different, uh, you know, audience from like WandaVision. Now there's some crossover, obviously, but way different. And, you know, it, it's just odd. Like, so even for like, so outstanding writer for a limited uh, or anthology series or movie, there were three nominations for different WandaVision episodes, and there were six total nominations, and they still lost. I forget exactly who won. It was probably The Crown. Uh, but that was... It was interesting to see. It's almost as if, like... The, they threw him the, a bone. That's yeah. all they did. Look, award shows suck. When was the last <laughs> time you've been excited for a award show? I'm not kidding. First off, they're rigged. Second of all, they suck. They really aren't. They're very rarely, especially since COVID, man. The, they the may whole... suck, but when you actually look and see who won, like everything was very deserving. There wasn't one on there that was yes. like, what? You're right. And you're right. Especially for people who are big TV buffs or big film buffs, they will find the value. But mm-hmm. as we saw not too long ago with uh, Black Panther, remember when they tried to make the popular category for Black Panther and people lost their minds? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And because everybody says the same thing, that the award shows are out of touch with the people who actually watch this stuff. So you're right. They might, their audience will not agree. The audience of those shows that are only tuning in because their shows got nominated are going to be pissed because they don't care about East Mayor of Easttown. Mayor mm-hmm. of Easttown's a great show. 
outstanding show, absolutely worth your time. Uh, and I would not argue that it's a better written show than a lot of the Marvel stuff and the and the the superhero stuff. Right. I just think that at this point they're trying to bring the popular shows in the fold to keep their view their ratings up because again the show sucks. Like <laughs> they're not fun to watch. I think the the most fun was Bill Burr butchering people's names at the, <laughs> at the Grammys. Was it the Grammys? That was it. That was the only fun thing to watch during that. Yeah. That, but, am I wrong? No, I, I, again, I didn't even watch it. I didn't even know it was on until after. You know the why? Because it sucks. If you liked it, you would have watched. I normally do watch the award shows. And, but They're yet normally you, entertaining. But yet I you just... forgot. I wonder why you forgot. I wonder well, why. I was too it busy watching Heels, number one. Because something else was more entertaining that was on TV that you wanted to yeah. watch? Huh. I wonder why. <laughs> now, did you notice, though, the, the big omission of, like, you know, shows on abc cbs nbc there's hardly anything that was i think anthony anderson was nominated for something dude like gone people don't watch regular tv anymore come on now that that, that, netflix ruined that i don't even say ruined i think they made it better i prefer i prefer the streaming service era to the Mm -hmm. be home at six o'clock otherwise you're screwed era yeah like the being television dictating your day versus streaming. Do we have it so much better mm-hmm. now? And I, I do not miss that. I used to be a big fan of binging. Now I like the weekly releases better. Yes. And no, I like yes having no. the option. I like having the option. Some shows, I just want to get them done. Mm-hmm. Like I put it this way. Now that, now that HBO max has Superman and Lois, I'm going to binge the hell out of that show. Watch. <laughs> I'm going to be done that show in a few days. Watch. Yeah, but you can still get all of them on the CW app. Except for I got to watch them with, with ads. I'm less likely to, to watch it with the ads. Oh no. You have to watch commercials. Here's- You're right. I, I haven't had to in years. <laughs> Here's a positive thing about those ads. That gives you the opportunity to jump on your phone. Cause you know, you're itching for that dopamine hit. While you're watching the show, you can jump on during the ads, three minutes, two minutes, whatever. You got it. You saw who liked your post, and then boom, you're back into the show. You know they That's make this. They make this crazy pause button. <laughs> I know it's pretty wild. It's on the remote here. This is just for anybody who's unaware that it's that one right there wow. for all those watching this. It looks like the little play button and then the the pause button at the Man. same time. <laughs> Do I not hear viewing thing. habits? Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, all right. Let's Good keep this point. moving. But let's talk about what if. Let's let's speaking of a show that that <laughs> that will never mm. make it to the the Emmys. <laughs> um, let's talk about the last what if. Round robin, real quick. What did we think of the Killmonger episode? Let's say, Baby Huey. Tell me what. Yay nay. Where's it land? In the middle. Uh, it wasn't what I was expecting. So I was disappointed. I thought it'd be a little more tied with Stark, but you know. It went more of a Killmonger route. I was, I was just, eh. Yeah. There's, there's no in-between for me on this. <laughs> it, it's either good or it's bad, and this episode was not good. <laughs> didn't so I like didn't, it. I don't, I don't know if I would say it was bad. I didn't like the direction it went. Like yeah. I thought it was a redemption episode for Killmonger, like how Killmonger's life would have been different you know, depending on the circumstances. I would have loved to have seen a a a retribution episode for Killmonger. Uh, the fact that they left him a villain, I don't know. I think yeah. that was the that was kind of the the hook on it that nothing it was different, but it didn't change. 
Well, I was, right. what are you talking about? Way worse. <laughs> Way worse. He now he now has the support of Wakanda. When he took over in Black Panther, he did not have Wakanda's support. They just filed because of tradition. In this one, they loved him. Like the, the Wakanda army, I would say that that world, that world ends different than our, the regular 616 does. I... I think everything that Black Panther was involved. Oh, oh no, we know that. We saw that with with T'Chaka surviving. Mm-hmm. So how does that change things? Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe I forgot. I was too busy watching uh, Beard After Dark or Beard Beard After Hours for like the seventeenth time this week. Which was a great episode for for Ted Lasso. Look, I know this is not a comic book show at all, but it is the best show ever. <laughs> hey, I well, want, I want to hug my TV every time it's on. It is, and can we have two minutes to talk about this? Because this, this has been itching at my head. I was having issues with Ted Lasso for the first part of the season, and even the end of the season. Everybody was all, this guy's so so happy, so, you know, go lucky. Everything is great. I can't believe someone's like this. Number one, it's a TV show. I'm sitting <laughs> here going, this guy is super flawed. He's away from his family. Now he's divorced. He's struggling with some demons. And it's taken, you know, how many episodes to this point for the, all that stuff to finally come out? And then, you know, the Beard episode was you, amazing. You say, you say that like you're shocked that a guy like Ted Lasso would not be very open. No, but it, it's, it's, as if, <laughs> it's as if nobody caught on to that and in the first season. Like, no well, one no, saw I, that. I think everybody, everybody, I don't want to even say ignored it. They all knew it was there because we saw him have his breakdown in the first season. Like he had a pretty hefty breakdown, it just, but it doesn't change the fact that you watched the most positive half hour you've seen on television in a long time, which is a giant breath of fresh air. I don't think it was that people ignored it. I think it was the tone of the show in mm-hmm. general that kept people going. So I don't, I, I, I'm with you. I understand what you're getting mm-hmm. at, but I, I don't think it was that cut and dry. Yeah. For the record, Roy is what kept me going back to that show. And now I want to see more of what, what the beard has to do. But since we're talking about Jason Sudeikis, Let's talk why don't we Hit talk Monkey. about Hitmonkey? <laughs> Which was weird. So Hitmonkey finally dropped a trailer. We saw a teaser for Hitmonkey for anybody unaware. That is an obscure Marvel character who quite literally is an assassin monkey. Uh, he is, what's the name of the monkeys? Uh, the Markakus, Mark, the, the Japanese snow Markakus, Markaku, I think that's how you say it. Gail got it. I don't know. Um, but anyway, it's uh, the trailer is weird hearing Jason Sudeikis because I'm so in Ted Lasso mode right now. So having the ghost of Ted Lasso help this assassin monkey is just really hard to get my head around. <laughs> it's really hard. So this, for anybody unaware of the backstory here, this was a show that was originally supposed to be canceled, but I'm going to guess too much work was already underway on it. This was back when Howard the Duck was coming out for Kevin Smith. Yep. Uh, yeah. And then yep. we had the, the awful Modoc show. Um <laughs> Which, oof. Uh, yeah, that was bad. And then we were supposed to get Dazzler uh, and what Tigra? Tigra. Mm-hmm. Not and they fun. were gonna, yeah. and they were gonna all come together to form the Offenders. They were gonna. That's that was the whole Hulu gag was they were gonna make the Offenders. Mm. Uh, so Hit Monkey survived. So we're getting at least one season of that. The trailer looks good. Animation mm-hmm. looks good. I mean, I know that's not you know Moshko's company. Not my bag. But- but uh, it looks cool. It's a little bit of a departure because in the comics, the the monkey clan that come across this assassin, 
Uh, in the show, it looks like they try and help him, uh, who then eventually dies, which causes Hitmonkey to want to seek revenge on the people that killed him, and then he becomes like, like Bryce, the ghost spirit, essentially, that kind of helps him out. <laughs> Um, but that he never had that in the comics. So there was never a ghost that followed him around and gave him advice. So this is completely unique to the show. Uh, but if it's Ted Lasso, <laughs> like, okay, I'll take it. I'm all for anything where they turn an animal into John Wick. So with this, <laughs> what a uh, good boy should be seeing that any minute. Um, I hope that turns into a cartoon somewhere. I think good boy. I think good boy. Yeah. I I will I will stake. I don't know. We, I'll make a gentleman's bet with you. Who who wants to who wants to who wants to uh, twenty bucks as that becomes a show? Cartoons coming somewhere from that. So, I, never mind. That's a that's no one. Why would you want to take the other side of that bet? You want that's what I just out. realized. Like I, I, to <laughs> be very fair, every way. If we were all sitting in the same room, you would have noticed that I was just staring at Huey because like, you <laughs> said you would agree with me. <laughs> so I was like, Huey, you want to take that bet? No. Nope. <laughs> So, but yeah, no, I think that'll be show. All right, let's get into movies. Let's talk about that weird uh, spray painted Batman logo. Mm-hmm. So, I don't, <laughs> I don't know how to feel about this. People took this in all sorts of directions. It's very cool, um, but who's the director of the new Flash movie? Was it because he was the one who posted it, right? Yes. Yeah. I forget his I name. I forget his name. I had because it. it's had uh, like Andy, seventeen directors. Yeah, That's Andy why. Machete. 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 Anyway, he posted a picture of of the original Michael Keaton Batman. Um, We saw that a long time ago with a little bit of blood on it. Um, Mm -hmm. Well, now it's spray painted red with a flash logo on it. And everybody immediately went, well, I guess that means we're getting red death. That's a confirmation. We're getting red (laughs) death in the movie because we saw Flash and Batman's logo together. For anybody who doesn't know, that's from what book was that? Uh, Death Metal. Death Metal. Or, no, it was no, it wasn't Death Metal. It was just Metal. Dark Knight's Metal. Dark Knight's Dark Metal was metal, the right. se- yeah. Death Metal was right. the second one. So yep. that's when we got the version of uh, Bruce Wayne, who feels like Barry Allen did not use the Flash's powers to its full potential, and then strapped him to the front of the Batmobile and drove at full speed. Somehow merging, I don't know. Comics. comics somehow merged <laughs> Batman and, and Flash together, and we got a character named Red Death who also had these crazy red evil bat things that would like kill people. Remember that? Like, he he stopped crime in Gotham in like 30 seconds, <laughs> like, he just rushed through Gotham and killed everybody. <laughs> yeah. And you know, it would be kind of cool to get Red Death in a movie, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think we've never seen a live action Eobard Thawne. Uh, like we've never seen Reverse Flash. I the the idea of getting re- Red Death before Reverse Flash is hard to believe. So or lightsaber Flash. Don't even bring that swords. up. Man. That makes that <laughs> that might be the worst moment of that Flash. There's been a lot of bad moments on that Flash TV show, but <laughs> but Speed Force lightsabers made me want to take each of them and just jab them in my eyes. I'm still made by was, how that season ended. It just well, it just I'm ends. still mad about that. How the quality of that show is just become really hard to watch like the nostalgia is the only thing that keeps me there and that's waxing and waning and my distaste for the flash show is affecting my my enjoyment of all of cw (laughs) all of cw i just don't care about well take Um, all that and you reverse it and that that's uh superman and lois everything you hate about flash and cw it's all great on on superman and lois and now that i don't have to worry about ads that i can binge through it 
I'll be ready for that review. <laughs> um, all right, let's talk about how later. Tom Hardy is uh, started biting off a little bit more than he could chew. <laughs> Spilling the beans. He tried. He tried and then realized what he was doing. So um, Tom Hardy was quoted as saying, I'm gonna, he, he made this very confusing, so bear with me. Uh, there's a Venomverse, you know. There's Wait, a spider Where's the accent? Oh, it's not happening. Can you do it in a Bane voice? <laughs> there's the Venomverse, you know. <laughs> so there's the Venomverse, you know. There's the Spider-Verse. There's the Multiverse. There's all, uh, there's all kinds of canon and lore mythology to explore, both liter- uh, literally and forward in time. I think with the right people and the right planning and feedback from the audience and understanding it's about making the right choice at the right time, even with foresight of understanding where things may go already or they wish uh, wish to go. It's a combination of all those uh, all of those in the alchemy of what will of uh, what it will be. So, so here's what happened. Hold he on. Tried- sounds like sounds like my ninth grade classical lit teacher at eight a.m. No idea what they said. <laughs> nope. Oh, I think because I think he started realizing he was saying too much. Because what did we just learn from him? That Venom is in its own world. Spider Man is in its own world, and then there's the MCU. That's what we've learned. And that forethought is going to combine combine these. And he went, oh, I should probably not say this. So he just literally went into a Michael St- Scott from the office tangent that went nowhere. Is like, this is some advice that I got one time. And it's it's advice that I use all the time. That, that no matter what uh, or, or who or, or where or what, um, that you should always, no matter what, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a, essentially how he answered this question. Uh, so yeah, I think he just uh, he realized what he was doing and caught himself. So good for you because the MCU actors would have definitely spoiled the beats if that and, was Ruffalo. And this is on the heel heels of him wearing a hat. So you, you, oh, okay, no one on. saw that by now. I know. <laughs> so whenever Menti's confused, so, I'm so confused. Okay. <laughs> So, you know the hats that Kevin Feige always wears? Yes. Okay, for all the Marvel movies? Those, yes. are, pro- those are production hats. P- production team members get oh, those hats. And he was... Tom Hardy was seen wearing a Spider-Man No Way Home production hat. And then who was the... Was it the director of a different movie that said that, you know, seeing all these people on set like Tom Hardy and he was right. like, what? <laughs> so, yeah. look. So, and then that brings me to our next point. Now, remember I said we weren't going to spoil anything for Venom 2? And that's because we aren't. But I want you to be aware. I want you to be aware. That's exactly what he said. I want you to be aware that spoilers are online right now. So because they're showing pre-release, the they're they're showing like the screener versions of the movie uh, to select cities. There are people who have already seen it, and there's confirmed leaks. So the the end credit tease has been leaked. Tom Hardy went online saying, please don't spoil this for people. I'm just telling you right now, until October 1st comes out for United, in the United States, for everybody actually going to see it, be on your P's and Q's and be cautious on where you're going because you might inevitably get this movie ruined for you. Indubitably. Because, indubitably. <laughs> in, 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 inadvertently? Inadvertently is, I think, what yeah. I meant to say. It comes in, out September thirtieth in Russia. Inevitably is not a word. <laughs> <laughs> so no, Russia. Yeah, Russia. Look, it's it doesn't even matter. It's already out. It right. already happened, it, and it just means it's going to happen more and more as these early showings keep happening. So yep. I, the, 
I, I, we, I purposely did not look this up because I don't want this ruined for myself. Um, I when just we're done, know. I'm gonna go look it up immediately. Please, don't do that. Don't be that guy. <laughs> I don't you and care. baby Huey can talk. Yeah, you and Huey can talk. I don't want it ruined. Um, but yeah, so don't be be cautious. If you don't care about spoilers, go find it. Have fun. Mm-hmm. Hit up Moshko. Moshko collects on what Twitter. <laughs> You guys can have hash it out. Yeah, Moshko on. Yeah, it's yeah, it's on Twitter. <laughs> um, all, all right, good. so a couple bits of nothing news. The Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 script left uh, both Mantis and Nebula in tears because I, they apparently have bigger roles in this movie that's going to explore and their past And then they die at the more. end. I've got, <laughs> yeah, that'll be Drax. Somebody's going to die. Well, Drax is dead. Yeah, Drax yeah. is dying. Yeah, he's definitely Sorry. dead. Drax has died. There's no way around that. And Drax who knows? dies while Somebody holding else, Mantis. Mantis. Mantis and Drax might die together. Mm-hmm. Um, but point being is that uh, James Gunn tweeted after they said uh, that it was a very emotional script and that they were both they were flooded with tears. He said, I hope it's not because they thought they had too few lines because honestly their roles are pretty huge and it seemed greedy. <laughs> Uh, what, did he, what did he say? That the, the the script made him cry, and he goes, "I hope it was because of paper cuts." <laughs> yeah. He's a so, funny yeah, dude. They're gonna so they're gonna play a bigger role, which I don't think that's shocking. I think we kind yeah, of all okay, expected right. that. Especially, I want to see more Nebula at this point. They've the MCU has made yes. Nebula cool because no no one cared about Nebula before the MCU. Nobody, no, never, not nope. not a thing. Um, so that's exciting. And speaking of uh, characters that nobody cares about, let's talk about uh, Kit Harrington's Black Knight for a second for the Eternals, because nobody cares about the Black Knight. Talk about Who being about- typecasted. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, well, apparently he actually turned down a role. I know. An- we left that out, didn't we? Um, but Kit Harrington said what every actor says, that they have no idea where their future with Marvel is, that obviously this movie sets the seeds uh, for Black Knight's character to become a larger, uh, you know, hero of the MCU. But as of right now, it doesn't seem like the Black Knight's going to have a big role in the movie at all. Probably going to lead up to one final fight where the Black Knight shows up. Um, mm-hmm. And then we'll see. Maybe the Black Knight gets a show or something. Maybe we'll do a Black Knight break. Probably show. It'll probably be a show. But yeah, so Kid Harrington is not quite sure how long he's going to be in Marvel for. There you go. All That's right. not Every actor says the same thing. Uh, all right, he, uh, Mashko, Since you've been our person for Shang Chi theater news, I've been so I've been watching the the box office on this one. Let's talk uh, to us about third week. Yeah, third week in a row they're uh, number one. Uh, this time, twenty one million, which is still the highest. Uh, well, it was the highest? Or no, I'm sorry, it was the second highest. Whatever it is, it's earned uh, <laughs> numbers. <laughs> yeah. Ultimately, it's it's earned 176 million dollars uh, domestically, uh, and I just learned I I didn't know this until today. I looked it up. Uh, the estimated budget was between 150 and 200 million, uh, so this is bound to go over that, and it has yet to be released in China. Ooh! So apparently, about- there I saw. I mean, look, this is just one couple people on YouTube, so take that with a grain of salt. But mm-hmm. uh, apparently. Uh, the 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 Chinese market is not excited for this movie. I really? imagine apparently there's, there's some, there's some, some backlash. Stuff, yeah. Mm. Apparently there's some backlash, and it, it it might actually stem from the original Mandarin and the mm-hmm. so it's the original the movie. Yeah. 
Uh, so the original Mandarin twist, as well as not understanding the retcon of Shang-Chi's character. So mm-hmm. going back to Fu Manchu and how, you know, I mean, that's one of the most racist characters in history. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, True. I mean, that he very, very much is. So I can see that if you don't know the, the actual, if all you know is what you read online about who Shang-Chi is and not everything that's taken place up until yeah. now, yeah. I can see why the Chinese market would be like, mm, maybe maybe Marvel this. should hire uh, John Cena to go talk to him. <laughs> That seemed to work. No, it did not. <laughs> that just made that was the only time I've ever looked at John Cena like, come on, man. Just Hey, he'll be he'll be employed soon. We're pulling for him. Oh boy. So yeah. Ben Grimm, right? Maybe. Anybody? Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> uh no, I don't I don't I don't you know what? I don't say I don't care who plays Ben Grimm. <laughs> I don't. Bring back Michael Chiklis. Yeah, I was gonna like say bring Chiklis. back Michael Chiklis. Bring back Michael Chiklis. I love him. He was Bring good. back Jessica Alba while you're at it. Wow. No, she, 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 wasn't, she wasn't that good. I mean, sure. I'll take a look at it. Mean, but it wasn't her fault either. Because like they told her while she was crying, can you cry prettier? Like <laughs> She had a horror. Apparently, her experience on the Fantastic Four movies was so bad, she wanted to quit acting afterwards. Yeah. Like they were like, don't even worry about trying to cry because it's making your face too ugly. Now, mind you, <laughs> mind you, she's dying mi- in the world. I miss that. Oh, yeah. Oh, so in the second movie, when she's dying at the very end, mm-hmm. uh, the director told her that her face, that she, the ugly cry face is not good, that she needs to still be pretty. So don't worry about crying. We'll, we'll digitally add the tears in afterwards, but just try and look as pretty as you can. Dude, I would want to quit if somebody says some mess like that. I would have like, walked off right there. I mean, you, what? You what? I'm not supposed to cry when my when I'm dying and the world's about to end because the Galactus Cloud <laughs> God, <that> movie, <laughs> movie is just garbage. All right, well uh, that's what a great 2000s. note to end the show. <laughs> Let's end the show on that wonderful Galactus Cloud note. So you can find the show Welcome to Fireside everywhere <laughs> online. It's a Welcome to Fireside of your social media choice. Unless it's Twitter, which is Fireside Crew. Also, Welcome to Fireside now on YouTube. Go to Moscow Collects. Buy some uh, some Joker some figurines stuff. because I definitely won't, so somebody <laughs> should. Uh, <laughs> so I want, should I want the with. whole line, Moscow. Gotcha. All, six, all, all so six figures. Join Baby Huey. All six figures. Yeah. Yes. So it's the three It's the three <laughs> Jokers. There's a Batman, and then there's what? Uh, Red Hood uh, and Batgirl. Yeah. Is, you, do you ever ask a question and then the moment it starts getting answered you were like man i probably should have just shut up every <laughs> as day as soon as you, as soon as you started answering i was like i don't care who the other three are <laughs> if you do go buy it from moscow collects um but uh if you don't like me go buy a mandalorian helmet which one day i'll get yeah <laughs> i paid for that already so COVID, I man COVID. <laughs> i don't want to hear anything <laughs> No, you know, and that's only just because we're on a public forum here. The only reason I didn't get it was because I know him. Oh, I, I will. The, yeah. If I did not know him, his work ethic's a lot higher than that. I would have had it. But because I know him, he's like, ah, I meant to get wait. That's because I know when I get over there, I'm going to be hooking up more internet stuff for you. That's probably true. That's probably true. I'm just going to, sh- he's going to come in. I'll have a to-do list. I'll have here a Verizon go, hat on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, once again, I'm Menti. We appreciate it. I'm Moscow. I'm here. Thanks for listening. (laughs) Deuces. Deuces.